Hey, I'm Ken Bennett. And I'm Martin Fraser. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Lads. Mm. Today is Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. And Martin, it's coming home. It's, it's coming home. It's coming home. Uh, England are clearly the best team in this tournament. It's not. It's, Dude, I can't even two goals face. in three games and uh, what? I guess seven points. Efficiency. Top the of the model group. of efficiency. Top of the group. Only scored two goals. Uh, had some of the most boring fucking gameplay of all all the Euros. It's coming home 100%. If England is playing so bad and they're top of the top of the group, Kev. I haven't been this confident since the 2018 World Cup. It's coming home. Yes, uh, they definitely had a spark today with Grealish, uh, Saka in there. Saka looked awesome, got man of the match. Uh, Sterling got another goal, uh, the only two goals. Um, and hey, um, there are some positives to this England squad. Gareth Southgate is still not one of them, uh, which we will get to, who will probably be the downfall of this side, which... We've been we have said for quite some time, but hey guys, uh, welcome in. Uh, we were supposed to have an episode last week. I did a Discord pod. Turned out I have too much shit on my computer, too much soccer memes, too much OnlyFans, too much whatever. I you know I it, I was in the middle of an interview with a bunch of the lads from the Discord. Um, shout out to those guys. Um, and you know what? It cut out halfway. So this is us going to recap everything that's happened at the Euros so far in the group stage and kind of give our thoughts of the teams and how well they've been doing um some of the crazy drama that has occurred and uh Martin I got to say this Euros has slapped it has been uh I didn't I had good expectations for it but I think it has already exceeded them not only because we both think it's coming home but um and England did win their group but there are a lot of positives that come out of this Euros Yeah man I mean there's there's one group in particular, and obviously we'll get to the games in a sec, but there's one group in particular that I, I just have had so much fun watching every single fucking game. Um, and it's it's the group of death, obviously. Porto, Germany, France, <clears throat> and Hungary. And yeah, they I think they play tomorrow, their final uh, matchups. But dude, the Portugal-Germany game just had me on a high for the entire freaking weekend. The Germany-France game in the beginning of group stages, yeah, it was 1-0, but it was a fun-ass fucking game. Um, it's, it's been a blast to watch, and, you know, we're, we're spoiled as shit. Don't get it twisted. Like, we were not supposed to have the Euros this summer. Obviously, COVID took it from us last summer, but, Kev, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm just eating cake and having cake, too, or whatever the fuck the phrase is, because soccer— uh, ended in, in terms of clubs like two months ago, and, and now we're just full-blown Euros, and I could not be happier at this moment. Right, and I feel like we get a bad rep because we talk a lot of shit on international friendlies, and people are like, oh, like, you know, we need the qualifying. Qualifying's a bit fine, but and everyone's like, oh, why aren't international? Because there's no stakes. There's a trophy at the end of this. God damn it. Like, this is actually, we do enjoy international games. Like, yes. we've never said we, yes. we don't like the World Cup. We don't like Euros. We just think it's a waste of time with the international friendlies because players get injured. It's a lot of travel, especially doing them during a fucking pandemic. Stupid. Stupid. So, hey. We hate friendlies. You, international yes. just is part of it. Like I hate like being friendly in general. Friendlies. Fake friendlies. Yeah. I hate, yeah. Like, come on. So, but, um, I, I, I'm just so fucking glad, Kev. Um, we 
I, I kind of had this thought when I was watching Spain play. When Spain is playing the Netherlands, um, I think uh, tomorrow maybe or, or the next day. But uh, we we have been able, myself specifically, I've been able to watch David De Gea's career literally from his onset. I missed a couple of years when he was at Atletico Madrid, but obviously he's been at United ever since then. I've watched him in every cup that uh, he's appeared for in Spain. And I, I got a question. One thing, uh, Ernesto, uh, why the heck is he not starting for Spain? Like Kepa isn't even starting. It's this goalie that I've never, ever heard of. I think Spain is trying to sabotage their own Euros. Dude, Spain's weird. Um I, I can't understand Spain whatsoever because if you look at the stat sheet where they have like 90% possession, tiki-taka, whatever, they should be beating teams like Man City do sometimes, uh, like during like the Centurion year, like 5 nothing. you know? Um, they just have no finisher. They got Morata up top, dog. If they had like a Lenadowski, like somehow put Lenadowski um, and make him like Lenadendez, you know, put a Lena little – they put a little something on there at the end, you know, um, they, they, they'd win this for, for sure, but they just have no, you know, David Villa, David Villa. They have no Fernando Torres. They don't have a proper striker up there to uh, put them away. Straight up, straight up. And um, as, Which, as you all again, have- David Villa, I feel like just one more point. No one talks about him enough. Super underrated. Agreed. People Agreed. do Love not that point. mention him. In like the greats of all time, which I don't put them in like top ten, obviously, but in terms of best players of the past, like this generation, um, who have recently retired, like not spoken highly enough. Wholeheartedly agreed on that. Um, what one more thing I, I gotta fucking tease the people with is Frank De Boer's comments regarding Spain is just absolutely hysterical. Um, Frank De Boer, according to say? Radio, is the worst coach in the entire world. I happen to agree with him on that. Just suck dick in the MOS, in the Prem. I think he coached in the Netherlands as well. But now he's the head coach of the Netherlands uh, international team. And he, he like barely got into the fucking tournament. Everybody was saying he, he was going to uh, bounce out by the group stages. Right now, Netherlands is top of the group somehow, some way. And Frank de Boer has decided to chat some shit to the Spanish team. I think he, I, this is me paraphrasing, but. Uh, the uh, intent is the same. He said that the Spain national team is the worst team that he's ever seen. They don't have a single player that can play a positive ball or make a decent run. And he, he said he cannot wait to face them because they are going to whoop their ass. I, Kev, I pray to the soccer gods. I hope the soccer gods are listening because that, that, bullish attitude by the world's worst manager frank DeBoer is not gonna stand he cannot chat shit when he's just shitty as hell i hope spain just destroys netherlands tomorrow yeah i i really do think the soccer gods will step in and be like no 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 remember who you are remember your roots yeah don't forget your roots frank uh and also like worst team he's ever seen dog have you seen your teams like i don't yeah right you have a, I mean, I mean, I guess to be a manager, you have to have a short-term men- uh, memory. <laughs> yeah, fair so, point. I so, think he was Crystal Palace's manager for like he was seven and Mourinho, days or some and Mourinho. Shit. I thought Mourinho ended his career, like when, <laughs> like I thought he seriously like just ended that man's life. Um, 
in that moment. But no, I he, he but I mean, he, there are a lot of shocks of the tournament so far. Um, but Netherlands being top of the group has to be probably up there for me like that. That that shouldn't be happening. Um, I don't I know. I think it's that my other huge shock about the Euros so far is that North Macadamia nut is actually a fun team to watch. I love that team. Yeah, they're getting sent home, but I fucking love the Macadamia Nuts. <laughs> I've not heard that. <laughs> Dog. Like, anytime I hear, like, Macadamia Nuts, I just hear your motherfuckers allergic to them. So that's what? that's pretty... Like, when I hear, like, Macadamia Nuts, like, I always... Like, people always ask, is there any of those in, like, baking stuff or, like, in baking goods? And I always feel like people are allergic to Macadamia Nuts. Like, not just nut allergy, but it's specifically them. Specific when Macadamia. Preferring. Yeah. How can you be allergic to a country? That's fucked up. I... I don't know, dude. I didn't even know North Macedonia was still a thing. I thought that was like Alexander the Great shit. Like same. I thought that was same. I, I'm glad we're on I, the same page. <laughs> so like I, I was talking to like my girlfriend about this and I was just like, I could probably name like I think there's like 270 sovereign countries in the world. I think I can name at least half by the flag too, just thanks to FIFA and soccer. Like just the memory I have from just randomly pressing random XXX uh in our little shitty philly apartment and picking three random <laughs> international teams did wonders for my it, it really did wonders for my geography lessons and then like you do the you do three picks and then if you didn't like any of your picks you could do sudden death and randomly get a team oh it, that that was tension man that was that was the best like formula to find out who we're gonna play as in international that, that was so fun i also, always ended up with shitty ass teams but i i'll tell you what Playing with shitty ass teams is so fucking makes fun, you better. Dude. It makes does you better. It and when and when you. you beat and when you beat that team who somehow got like Brazil or Germany, you feel like a king. You're like That's you right. are that bad. You are that bad at the game. I beat you with fucking India, dog. <laughs> I beat you with uh, Greece. Like, come on. Like, are you even trying? Um, not not to say bad about those teams. They're just you know they're not, not, not in this. Sto- they're not in this tournament, so I don't have to tell you. Um, I don't think okay. India is allowed in, are they? I guess they're Asia, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh, watch the Asian Cup of Nations. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, fair. I don't. I don't think I get that. So I'll make that my excuse. Um, <laughs> so okay, let's get into some of the teams of the tournament. What I like about the Euros so far. What I like about this group. What I like about Martin is. Um, <laughs> is that it does feel very wide open right now. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you have your front runners. You got France, uh, who look fucking awesome. The Pogba, uh, Nagoli Conte talk is back, how they should be playing together and how when they play together, it's just pure magic. Um, Mbappe's fast. You also have Germany, who I guess we didn't really learn enough about Germany from the France-Germany game because it was... One nothing. Uh, it was an own goal on Germany. So technically Germany didn't actually get uh, anything scored on them that game. But goddamn, uh, the Portugal-Germany game made me think like, oh, well, Germany can win this whole goddamn thing, Martin. Dude, dark horse, baby. Dark horse. Nobody well, fucking now, expects Germany, the Germans. Now, well, you, can't call, you can't call Germany a dark horse. I can't. That's, that, that is fair. But, I mean, everybody was counting out the Germans. But, I mean, I, this, is, this is a brand new squad for them. Um, if, if you look at it, this is one of the younger squads that they've put forth 
And and between the marquee players like Kimmich, Neuer, um, Matt Hummels, unfortunately, Kai Havertz, who's and, been who was unbelievable that game. Yeah. And, and the marquee players are, are kind of bringing up this next generation. And it looks like the German transition is smooth as hell, where not only are they expecting a coaching change, but they're expecting a change in guard in, in terms of their players as well. And it, it just looks fluid as all heck out there. And the Dude. way they played against Portugal, I mean, the, the balance between counterattacking and possession-based football was amazing to see. This, this was like the Germany of the old, the 2014 World Cup. And, uh, yeah, they got beaten in, in the 2018 World Cup. But, I mean, this is a good German team, and I, I would not count them out at, at this point. But at the same time, Kev, yeah, they lost 4-2, but the Portugal team is fucking flipping good, too. It's stacked. It is. This is the best Portugal side Ronaldo's played with easily. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Hot, hot take. Um, but seriously, you look at this. Uh, I forgot Ruben Diaz was Portuguese for a long time. I went, oh, that's a nice addition. Just happened to be the best defender in the world this year. Um, <laughs> Ruben Bernardo, Diaz, he, he changed his fucking uh, uh, nationality? nationality. Yeah, he pulled is that Diego true? Costa. Was he's he Spanish. Brazilian? Oh, well, that's, I, not, I ba- that's, not, as, that's not as bad as Diego Costa. Diego Costa went across continents, dog. But, I mean, <laughs> he went across still... <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> Yo, he, he surfed. He surfed out of Brazil. He said, fuck this. Um, yeah. And, you know, you got your boy, uh, uh, Bruno Fernandez, Bruno Bernardo, uh, Bernardo Silva, Renato Sanchez. Remember him? He's yeah, still he's good again. He's good got the thick, thick ass thighs. Swansea lad also was at Bayern for a time. Love Renato Sanchez. Yeah, this team's good. And Pepe still playing, still terrifying. Um, that he is. I was surprised when he was playing at last tournament. I, I, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that he's doing it all over again. Dude, that man, he's going to live to be like 120 and he's still going to just die angry. That man is just, he's just angry fueled by and anger. choose to be bold, even though he has a full head of hair. Um. Okay, but my, my big takeaway from the Portugal-Germany game, uh, Germany game, Martin, was uh, Kai Havertz, the long sleeves. He just needs to be permanent long sleeves. I said it all game. Like the long sleeves are going to make him fuck. He was the only one on the pitch. It looked like to have him on <laughs> fucking crushed it. Um, and also shout out to our, uh, to Syria, a legend, Robin Gosens, this mm-hmm. lad, one goal, one assist, two key passes pretty much caused like the own goal. Like sh- this is the tournament of own goals, by the way, <laughs> we've had a fuck ton of those. Also, Gosens, like, this won't appear on any stat sheet. He knocked the fuck out of uh, Benjamin Pavard in the first game. Like, he he knocked a man out straight up. I I have not heard of Gosens a lot. I I don't know much about him. But I'll tell you what, he's come out of nowhere for me, and he's made a splash. He is fun to watch. He is so freaking fast, man. I love this German team. I can't lie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that group is uh, pretty crazy. Oh, did you hear about that? Uh, I think I posted on Lads that you heard the whole controversy at the uh, Germany Hunger game that's happening tomorrow. <laughs> oh, the rainbow lights. Yeah, dude, that shit's lame as fuck. They were uh, Alliance Alliance Stadium was apparently supposed to put on like you know because it's Pride Month. Shout out to all our LGBTQT lads. Shout out, you guys are awesome. Um, 
they were going to do like the rainbow, uh, you know, the gay pride flag on the stadium. And it looks fucking awesome. And uh, and apparently they were going to do it because apparently uh, Hungary made some laws that they can't teach, you know, kids about gay people in their public schools. Um, and apparently you have a bunch of other laws where like, you know, adults can't, you know, gay couples can't like adopt kids. So apparently it was like a protest of that. And UEFA was like, no, this is political. It's a protest. No, no, UEFA can suck one. <laughs> UEFA can certainly suck one. I will give mad ups to the Bundesliga in in its entirety. Um, because right now the proposed solution is although uh, the Allianz Arena cannot light up in, in rainbow uh, uh, pride colors, um, every single other stadium in, in the Bundesliga wants to light their own stadiums up in, in uh, pride colors and, and show their support that way. Say, yeah, UEFA, obviously you guys have control over the stadium that the Euros are being played in. But uh, from uh, FC Schalke to uh, Borussia Dortmund to Leipzig, they all want to light up their own stadiums in, in those colors to show support. So that's that's fucking awesome by the Germans there. And uh, I got I got one more uh, rumor mill gossip fucking thing about <gasps> this whole uh, UEFA gossip. bullshit. Uh, so. There's a Turkish dude, or obviously there are many Turkish dudes, uh, but there is this uh, Turk, his, his name is Oban, I, I believe his name is, and he was asked by a journalist about um, about this issue, and he, he was told that UEFA has said that there can be no uh, pride flags, there can't be any uh, lighting, and oh, all didn't he said Neuer? was... Oh, didn't Neuer also for like the captain's armband? Yeah, he got rainbow? in trouble for that shit. So you, I think you got like investigated. Like, dog, are you the Men in Black? Are you the FBI? You're investigating a fucking man's armband, especially dude. Manuel Neuer, who will eat you. <laughs> we we we've lost the plot. But this dude, this Turk dude, he said it best. He said, "Well, I've only seen uh, the Allianz Arena lit up in red when I play Bayern Munich. I'd love to see pretty colors on it." And I thought that was the most pure <laughs> fucking response ever. <laughs> that was your heartwarming heartwarming story of the week from the last. That's right. So my so, man uh, just wants to see pretty colors, man. Yeah, man. Anyone who's saying like, "Well, good, they should keep politics out," like, dude, like they play the fucking national anthems of the countries before they fly like fighter jets over stadiums, like. Dog, like shit, shit is always a politics, and this is actually for good things for people's, uh, you know, celebrating humans and their rights to be alive. You know, <laughs> I think I don't think that's political to me, but call me crazy, Martin. But uh, crazy, I care about people. I care about human beings and celebrating. You're crazy them. man, that's political. You gotta stop caring about human beings. Yeah, uh, God, people are fucking morons. Anyway, back to soccer. Um, let's talk about my favorite team in the tournament Martin, next to england are you uh, ready for this that caveat who's your uh, favorite team damn actually my third favorite because i'm rooting also wales wales is second <laughs> <laughs> it'll be coming right, Kevin, what team are you also rooting for in in the euros italy baby my italians gabagool <laughs> where's the fucking gabagool the fucking love, meatballs the sweaty dude, meatballs dude How these meatballs nowhere? have swag these meatballs have swag and i'm like Martin, I got like, remember when I went to like that Portuguese tailgate for like the Benfica AC Milan game? I made a lot of Serie A fans and like I'm deep now, especially my one friend Joe Cappuccino, uh, who's part of like Serie A podcast, who's been on our show. He's made me like follow like all Juventus Twitter. Dude, the Italians are swaggy. 
I, that's how I would describe them. They don't have like an A-list star, but they have so much talent in terms of like B to B-plus talent on that team that they're just like playing with such chemistry and just balling on teams, man. This Italian team is so good. And if you're going to say a dark horse, it's also hard for me to say Italy's a dark horse, but they're, I think they're a true dark horse and they are just – they could definitely win this tournament. Well, I mean, I think they're definitely a better dark horse shout than Germany. They didn't even make the tournament uh, last time out. Uh, I'm sorry, the World Cup last time out. Um, so I, I think this Italian team has come with a vengeance, come with something to prove. And you're goddamn right. I mean, the B-plus stars have just gelled so well uh, between Locatelli and, and Icardi. It's it's just a, a blast to watch this this team in general. And, and Kev, I... Obviously, we're talking about group stages right now, but you and I both know in a one-on-one game, no second leg, anything can happen. I am so freaking excited to see the likes of the Italian national team, the Swedish national team uh, make it into those critical games where just one goal can can do it all. And I think Italy does have a, a quite a big chance of making it pretty far in this tournament if they continue the way they're playing now. Dude, look, just let's look at this resume that they've just gone through. Uh, Italy, Czech Republic, four nothing. Italy, Turkey, three nothing. Italy, Switzerland, three nothing. Italy, Wales, one nothing. I like, don't think that they have conceded a goal since not one. September 2020. I think was the last time they conceded I, a goal. And I think they're on almost. I forget what the number is up to now, uh, but I think it's like they're up to 30 unbeaten games in international games and like everyone's like well they haven't played anyone good it's still very hard to have a long streak even if against bad because any like you said anything can happen on a game to go that long without losing everyone's like well they haven't played germany or france or anybody like it does not matter that is an awesome streak and mancini probably the swaggiest coach in the tournament that dude oh roberto dude i fucking love this did you see when he like subbed in that like 37 year old goalkeeper uh dude you know sirgu South oh, Siragu. it he was Siragu. Yes, I forgot about Siragu. That was like FIFA what? Like 14 uh, or some shit. Yeah. That was a while ago. That was like when we were in college. I remember yeah. we'd, <laughs> back when Cavani's Latin. Yeah, that was a oh. fucking awesome team to play with on FIFA. Um, anyway, it's I just. I, it's Bisca versus Barcelona. <laughs> just being wasted and just mispronouncing the names. Oh my God. Sneaking. Sneaking booze into barracks, old VMI. Oh, what the God. fuck? Anyway, anyway, just me and Martin talking about being degenerate cadets down in Virginia. Um, but uh, yeah, so Mancini subbed in Sirigu uh, because one of his biggest regrets was being called up to the Italian national team. Uh, I think this would have been like the 1990s, 90s, World yeah, Cups. 90s. Um, but he never got a start in the World Cup. Um, and that was one of his biggest regrets in life that he didn't get the start in a world cup. So he saw how much it would mean to his player and subbed him in and like, what was it? 90th late in the game. Um, just heartwarming story of the week too. That's two heartwarming stories this week on lads. That's a, I think that's a record. Dude, are we a feel good podcast? Oh, I think so. Now I think hmm. we are now a feel good podcast, a, a, a poli- pol- political podcast. We're also a beer drinking podcast. Um, what else can we add to it? Um, comedy. Ha 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 Comedy. <laughs> we bring the laughs, baby. Um, yeah. So Italy, uh, they're good. 
that, that's all I had to say, Martin. I think they're my third favorite team in the tournament. My third favorite. The tertiary favorite. All right. My, I, all right. I got to go down this, this list. Obviously, it's coming home, so England is number uno. Um, second, and this is, I think, blasphemy as an England fan, but I don't give a shit about the politics of England, the geopolitics of England. I'm a huge Scottish fan as well. Uh, they hadn't scored a goal in a major tournament um, since Craig Burley in, in like the 90s, and they broke that curse. <laughs> oh, 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 Burley? Oh, Burley? Yeah, man? Craig Burley, Burley was the last score in a major tournament for Scotland, and, and they Dude, were saying his record might sad. hold up. Dude, that's that's sad. If Craig Burley's like your last goal scorer, <laughs> like no no shit to Craig Burley, but like goddamn that sucks. That's a while ago. It, it's been a it's been a couple years. So uh, Scotland with the sad sc- story is my second favorite, and then third, I got to go to my homeboys, my Portuguese homeboys, Ronnie Ronaldo, um, and and Bruno Fernandes. I mean it's. Yeah, it's I feel like all the man U, all the man U boys are all going Portugal because of Ronnie and Bruno. I mean, that's kind of easy for you guys, like the <laughs> any yeah. pick. A lot of my, like a couple of the guys in the discords are man U. Um, and also our shout out to our friend Matt. Uh, see, uh, his wife is Portuguese, so obviously he has a connection there. <laughs> but um, yeah, Portugal's fun, man. And you know it. It, it is such a shame that Messi was not born in Europe. I mean, obviously good for South America, but man, I would love to see him in the Euros in the World Cup like every other year. Not to say that Copa America and all those tournaments don't matter. I'm just saying like I, I, I'm going to put the Euros above all those and the World Cup, obviously. Agreed. A- uh, absolutely. I mean, shout out to uh, Copa America. I guess they're just planning on infecting like half of the population down there in order to host the Copa America. Uh, but it, it's it's gonna come down to either Brazil or Argentina in the final. Maybe Chile will get in, but I, I think we always know who's gonna be in the final of. Dude, of Chile's that. also always good. I don't understand. Like Chile and international over there kind of does well as a team. They do. They, always, they really do. Yeah, Alexi Sanchez, God Vidal, they got some players, man. I mean, they're all not as good as they used to be, but back when we got to see them live. But you know, um. But, uh, all right. Who else? Uh, Belgium, another one that we're not talking about, mm. but like, I feel like Belgium falls into that court category of England where they should always do much better in these tournaments or be favorites to win it and always fuck up. Um, I don't know, man, Lukaku, like I'm looking at Italian Twitter. Here's my Italian Twitter bias. Um, and people are saying Lukaku over Kane right now. That's crazy. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, agreed. Wow. Really? I mean, I think or, Lukaku, if you're talking form right now, then obviously the he, Kane hasn't been great in the Euros, but still. I, I'm I'm saying Lukaku under Antonio Conte this past season at Inter Milan. I think Lukaku was the second best striker in Europe uh, behind Lewandowski. Um, I, wow. I, no, yeah, dude, I take I, Kane, but but I'll hear you. I think that Lukaku has improved, just like Kane has improved other aspects of his play over the course of Jose Mourinho's tenure and and this season. Um, Romelu Lukaku has has done the same, but in different areas. I think his close control with the ball has has excelled over the past year. His ability to run into lanes um, has excelled. His ability to be that hold-up man, as well as spray passes out wide, has has, uh, greatly grown. 
and his finishing ability is is second to fucking none. Um, I'm, and and you got to take into account that he's a fucking monster of a man. So defenders are going to have a, a hard time controlling him in any game that they see him in. But you also got to look at this Belgium team. I mean, uh, Romelu Lukaku's last goal uh, was a picture-perfect, inch-perfect, just a- absolutely insane pass by Kevin De Bruyne, where Lukaku just had to control it, turn it, and shoot it. And Kevin De Bruyne has been doing that all tournament He looks long. good now, too, since the Rudiger knock. He looks yeah, back. He, he, he looks, he looks, and, and I, I say this because I do not think Kevin De Bruyne had a great season um, for Manchester City. And I the only reason I say good. that is because like, I say like, I by feel his like standards, B. he did not. Oh, okay. By his standards, sense. he did not have just a, a jaw dropping uh, season um, like he usually does. But I think that during the Euros, um, specifically or obviously for Belgium, he has just been an absolute powerhouse work in that team and and the way he can control midfield is is second to none um the one disappointment i have with belgium kev is eden hazard man needs to retire that dude is still the same floppy fish that we see in la liga that we saw in the prem every once in a while <laughs> eden hazard has lost the fucking plot dude. did you uh see what yaya Torre said about his ass no. Did he say how fat it was? Cause that didn't Dude, stick. he did. He did. It was so funny. He had a real quote. Uh, Yaya Torre said, it has almost become a joke how big Eden Hazard's bum is, but <laughs> it is very important to how he plays football. Dude, you got to be bodying people out of the way with that big ass, that dump truck, dog. That dump truck. That cartoon mom ass. Let's go. That fucking, you know, uh, this invincible, whatever, uh, incredible, Mrs. Incredible ass. She, he got that dog. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Eden Hazard's kind of, it's getting sad soon, man. I don't know. I like, yeah, it's not I, enjoyable. Like I thought I'd take more joy out of watching him kind of fade into the oblivion, but it's, it's rapid and it's not fun. Like, at least with Bale, like it just felt like people just didn't like him, even though he was still good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Eden Hazard, I just don't know. He's had the injury problems, which is pain in the ass. He's obviously like the weight thing, and you know, being fit. But I don't know, man. I feel like he's getting into that category of like it, he was like always like the super athletic kid, and he never had to really work out or anything. And now it's catching up with him. Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, if you believe the reports, I think it's from. I think Modric said it, or it might have been one of his Chelsea teammates um, early on. Um, but apparently, before games, Eden just, and this is in the past. I, I have no idea if he still does it. I don't know. I'm hearsay. Not friends with this is all here. This is hearsay. This is hearsay. Yes. This is gossip. This is rumors. This is lies. But apparently, the man just, like, he, he wouldn't train for a game. He'd just play PlayStation or, or some shit. And then 15 minutes before a game, he'd walk through the tunnel and do Ed and Hazard shit. But I, I, I think that you brought up the point perfectly. He never really had to put in them hours, hours at I, training, I, at I dieting. We're not saying that he just like sat on the couch and did nothing, but th- he's not like, I mean, no one's Ronaldo level in keeping up with their body, but like, but uh, Triore. I mean, there, there are cases where you look at players in the years past and they've been weak. They've been, you know, skimpy. And then two, three years later, they are just beasts of humans. I, I think, 
They go on like that anime arc to train, like in fucking Dragon Ball Z. They go on that like arc to get stronger to beat the boss, and they come back like uh, what's his name? Like in Germany, Gretzka. That guy's fucking massive now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And we just have not seen any transition for Eden, whether it's in his playing style or his training or his fitness. It, it just seems that it's the same old Eden. And in all honesty, I don't know how much of a uh, hiccup. This will be for uh, Belgium because they obviously have other stars ready to jump in. Um, the likes of Krasko, the likes of uh, their left winger, uh, Bideau, I believe his name is, who I've never freaking heard of. But he, he looks fantastic. Dude, you know what sucks? Like, the, all the main of the matches, uh, and again, this is like my my bias. Uh, I've been going on Juventus Twitter, but... Um, <laughs> like there's a lot of great Serie A talent going off in this tournament <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, are we the farmers or the premier league? <laughs> are, are we the we, baddies? Are, are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> like I, like I see all of Serie A Twitter being like, look at all these prem people finally learning these players names and knowing who they are when they've been fucking going off in the other league. <laughs> Fair point, man. I only watch the best, the prem. Um. Yeah, but I think Belgium will be fine. I just thought it's like almost like it'd be like a cool case study. Eden Hazard. What What's going on? What is? What are you doing, dude? You. I need a thirty for thirty. Eden Hazard. Like because it's not like some people who go uh to like Real Madrid and other players where um they're so good, but maybe they didn't reach like the highest potential. But I saw Eden Hazard in the conversation of being like a top five player in the world, like up there with Messi, Ronaldo at one point. Um. And he was that good at Chelsea at some points, like that good. And now we're all like just making memes about him. Like, I don't know. It's 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 bumming me out because even though I like as an Arsenal fan, I can't stand fucking Chelsea at times. So I kind of liked Eden Hazard at times because he was just so beautiful on the ball. Like it literally looks like a string attached to his foot. Like he would do some messy shit. And I'd be like, I don't understand how you did that. So I, I think like, Two weeks ago, or whenever we recorded last, I compared Pulisic to uh, Messi, at least the way he plays. I'm going to throw a caveat, an addendum. Um, he he plays so similar to good Eden Hazard. Like, when Christian's on, Better. he reminds me so much, much of that. Like, take like you big said, chances, yes. Mm-hmm. String, ball on a string, can do whatever he wants. He's the fastest, smarter, smartest player on the Big pitch. ass. Big American Big ass, ass. Dump truck ass. Um, but thick. I, Pull like a you thick. Said, I don't think <laughs> this is going to affect Belgium in any way. I can see Belgium going pretty damn far in this tournament. Um, I think they're definitely one of the more talented, cohesive squads, just like they were in the last uh, World Cup um, and, and the last Euros as well. There's this We're just like spoiled generation, with man. the talent. It's the golden generation. Like this, this squad should win something. And I think it could be the Euros. I think they have a, a really good shot. So, um, all right. So do we want to spend any time on some other teams? Uh, we could talk about, uh, what's it called? Everything about Christian Eriksen in Denmark and everything that's going oh. great with, uh, um, do we want to, do we want to bring up the Christian Eriksen? I brought it up last week, but now this is almost like two weeks removed from the incident. So I don't know if we should still bring it up or just do a quick two minutes on it. Uh, let's do a quick two minutes. Obviously, one of the scariest fucking things that I've ever seen on TV. Um, I, I This is brushing over everything, obviously, but one of the scariest things I've ever seen on TV, Kev fucking Kev and our other friend 
uh, Duncan uh, texted in our little group, and I, I immediately turned on the TV afterwards, and like goosebumps, fucking tears, scary as fuck. Thank thank God for uh, the medics that were on scene, the training that they received, uh, the, the player who like CPR. saved his life, yeah, CPR, CPR yeah, and, they, and like literally jumpstart his heart again. Um, I and I, Denmark's uh, reaction to it. Uh, and and once again, the football community's reaction to it is is just one of those just amazing stories. Uh, the Denmark and Finland fans chanting Christian Eriksson um, when the game was resumed brought me just about to tears. And and the way that Denmark has honored uh, Eriksson throughout this tournament has has just been phenomenal. Um, I I, I got to end with one little hateful note. Uh, ESPN. What the fuck with the broadcast, man? Why away. are you showing cut, us those cut, images? Cut the fuck away, dog. Like, everyone on Twitter, everyone in the world was like, hey, uh, I don't need to be here. And that was my biggest takeaway, Martin. Like, this was such a scary, fucking horrifying thing to watch on TV. And, like, they were showing his wife and kid and yeah, like, teammates yeah. and everyone freaking out. And my whole up. thought was, like, my biggest takeaway was, like, I don't belong here. I do not no. need to be in this moment. Like, exactly. This is and not- that's that's like the best fucking point that I, even the commentators of the match were bringing up. Obviously, that they, they don't have control over the cameras, but uh, the commentators, I think it was Ali uh, um, Moreno and, and Craig Burley. And, and they were like, we we we're sorry that you guys are seeing this. This should be a private moment for Christian Erickson and his family and all those affected by it. And it's it just it felt. I don't know, Kev. It it it, it rubbed me really the wrong way. And the only um, the only comparison that I have for it, and this is Martin Fraser's Formula One minute, um, <laughs> is when Roman Grosjean crashed crashed in Abu Dhabi last year and literally tore his car in part in in half and uh, caught oh, on fire. Shit. And uh, the camera literally focused on that crash again and again and again. And we saw images of him climbing out of the car on fire again and again and again. And uh, the other racers um, and and fans worldwide were like, why are you showing us this? Like, I get it. If it happened live. Yeah, we saw it live. But why are you getting deeper into this? Why are you zooming in on the on this tragic event? And and the thing that stuck out to me for uh, uh, Christian Erickson is. Is like, man, he was. We saw him dead. Like that that's not yeah, an exaggeration. I think it, was or like, anything. it was like six minutes, his like heart stopped or something fucking nuts. You know, yeah, like and Thank God he's alive, away, by the guys. way. We haven't mentioned like he's good. Like we don't know well, we don't know the longevity of this, but he is alive and breathing. Like that was the big takeaway from this, and thank yeah. God, and like everyone everyone's support for him has been phenomenal. Yeah, and and thank goodness for that. I mean, the doctors uh, a fucking phenomenal job. It's it's the miracle of modern medicine, I guess. But uh, fucking feel good story. Part three. He's OK. His family's OK. Um, the response from the Denmark fans and, and football fans worldwide has been nothing short of just absolutely loving and, and respectful. So uh, big ups to Christian, big ups to Denmark, big ups to everybody who experienced that, because that that is not something that I, I think soccer should be broadcasting. No, like I 
fire whoever, you know, and apparently ESPN and BBC have said it's not them. It's like UEFA who controls it. So they're not allowed to do anything. It's like, what? I, I think that might, I, I think that was like PR dumb shit. I'm like, no, dude, like you are ESPN. You are the BBC. You can cut away from this. Other countries around the world cut away from it. And like, it's, uh, that should be fair. If, if, uh, UEFA is telling Bayern Munich's, uh, personal stadium that they cannot, uh, fire colored lights. Uh, yeah, it makes sense that UEFA has total <laughs> and complete control over the video of everything else. I love that we're now again being reminded, like everyone was bitching about the Super League and everyone's like UEFA and FIFA, they're awesome. Like we're again being reminded, no, UEFA also sucks. Yeah, and they we, sucked we before problems, the Super League. We 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 kind of uh, we kind of crossed that bridge when we said, yeah, we hate UEFA, yeah, we hate FIFA, but the Super League's even worse. So you know, we can hate them. And still hate the Super League. Yes. We must come together. Comrades. Take Comrades. These, take these fuckers out. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about... Do you want to do any other teams, notable teams you want to talk about or moments so far in the Euros, Martin? Ah, Russia is not as good without steroids. No steroids, no party. No That's... steroids, no party. Also, they don't have that old ass man in sweats in the goal anymore. So you bullshit. Know, <laughs> yeah, you know, he if they go out of this tournament, it's on them. <laughs> who's that like Russian goalkeeper who's always on like the world team in FIFA? Who wears like the cap? Who's always always known as like the greatest goalkeeper ever? They need like one of those dudes with like the fucking Peaky Blinders hat on. <laughs> A Peaky fucking blinder. Peaky fucking blinder, mate. Um. Ba, 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 going through the teams, we talked about Spain. Um, I guess we have England and France. We haven't talked too much about. Uh, do you want to do any? Do you want to talk a little France and England, and then do uh, do some wrap up stories? Heck yeah, man. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's do France because I feel like we'll have a bit more to say about England, and we'll save that for last. Um, Truth. All right, Kev, I'm gonna need you to rant real quick because your boy's got to take a pee. This beer is going right through me. All right, well, I'll rant about France. This is my solo comedy hour. Um, Mbappe, are you in your car? (laughs) I think Martin's recording this from his car. That's fucking, uh, I love this man, this fucking North Carolina man, Jesus Christ. Um, So France, what do I love about France? Um, They are essentially the same team. Uh, from the 2018 World Cup, so pretty fucking stacked. Uh, Mbappe still super fast. Nogole Conte has 10 lungs, and Paul Pogba together makes him, you know, make him look like Juventus. Uh, Paul Pogba, again, that Man U fans keep sharing on social media still. Um, <clears throat> I feel as though there's not really a position that doesn't fit for them, like Griezmann just fits so well. I mean, it's interesting having Benzema up there, but you know, uh, I I I kind of like Giroud more in that position. But I'm you know I'm obviously biased because you know I fucking Arsenal legend Olivier Giroud three FA Cups. Uh, I think Martin's back. Okay, Whew. I think I saved that Martin. Wow, I think I'm I back, kept it. I, I know. Are you recording this in your car? No, I just have a fucking beeper on the door. <laughs> <laughs> on your house door? Huh? On your house door? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because Where do you I constantly... live in a safe house? 
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh my god. I need uh Martin, every day I learn more about you and it's just amazing but anyway i was just talking about france and um they're pretty much the uh, the highlights about them it's the same coach and pretty much the same team from the awesome 2018 world cup team so what else can you say benzema has been pretty decent benzema's back baby uh kareem sorry jesus not kareem uh killian mbappe has taken over officially taken over all free kick duties for france um and this this is my little fun tidbit of information he has only taken three free kicks uh professionally um so i'm very confused by that i don't know why they took it away from antoine griezmann but Kylian mbappe is the new free kick taker i feel like there's a bunch of fucking politics a bunch of fucking gossip behind uh the scene in france i mean you've got some of the most crazy personalities in football on this france team um, from the likes of Blackface, Antoine Griezmann to Paul Pogba. To... <laughs> Dude, I forgot Griezmann. <laughs> you forgot Blackface. about that shit. The streets oh, don't forget. He, he dressed up as like a NBA basketball player. I forget who he dressed up as. It was as. Harlem Globetrotters, wasn't it? I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> he did Blackface. Shit. Maybe that's okay in France, but wow, dude. Poor choice. I I don't know. Maybe us Americans are just making too much of a deal with blackface. No, we're not. That's horrible. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, go on, go on. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it's essentially a more grown-up team um, from the last World Cup. Uh, obviously, Lucas and uh, Theo Hernandez have joined this squad, and I think they have been excellent additions. Both uh, play their trade in uh, Bayern Munich and uh, AC Milan. They're fantastic defenders, big, tall, strong right backs who have that ability to attack. And then, you know, if you need any help, bring off Lucas Digne from the bench and he's going to be that attacking uh, force from the, their backfield. So, you know, I think France is just Kingsley Coleman off the bench. Like, come on. Let's yeah, play. France is stacked, dude. I think France is just as strong as they were in the World Cup. Uh, definitely the heavy hitters. But at the same fucking point. I mean, I would not bet against Portugal when they play each other uh, in the next couple of days. I would not bet against Germany beating them if they Ooh. face off again. I would not bet against... Who, who's um, top of the group then? Who's top of group F? Who gets it? All right, so I think <laughs> the... Uh, I think... Whew, I think Germany's going to go through, and I think Portugal's going to go through. I think France is going to be third and get into some whatever their new weird third place qualifying regime is, because I think this is the most teams ever to go through after being eliminated at group stage. Yeah, uh, but I, my, my bets right now, if I was a betting man, Germany, I, Portugal, France, Hungary. Is that what yes. you're saying? Uh-huh. Lock it in. Portugal beats <laughs> France. Germany beats Hungary. Germany and Portugal go through. Bears beat Battlestar Galactica. Okay. I think <laughs> I think we got there. Okay. Uh, let's wrap up with England. And then I just have a few stories that I posted about on the lads page. I just want to bring up um, England. Martin, they're not great, but they're not bad. They're doing pretty good. They're top of the group. Nothing too crazy about these about this team right now. It just feels like Southgate is working out the uh, kinks in this team, which I wish he would have done before the tournament started. But um, 
adding Saka and Grealish today was great. Um, Sterling scoring, even though I'm not too crazy. And uh, he, uh, Gareth Southgate also hates the Bundesliga. He hasn't started Jane Sancho and Bellingham hasn't really got any minutes. So <laughs> um, that's my biggest takeaway is there. Um, and Kane is not doing great. Yeah, I, I think that. Uh, I hate to talk shit about Gareth because he's my Middlesbrough boy. And he's he's the best manager England has had in, in the past 20 years. Well, that's um, not saying a lot. It's on. not. It's not. But he's better than Roy Hodgson. He's better than Fabio Capella. He's better than anybody else who took up the well, reins for Big England. Sam was undefeated. 100% Big Sam, win record. For those three games, he was invincible. Um, I swear in that moment, I felt invincible. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I do think that... Uh, this squad, like you said, certainly should have been figured out before the Euros itself. But then again, there seems to be a lot of squad rotations throughout this Euros in, in particular, whether it's Portugal, France, whoever. There's a lot of squad rotation going on. Um, but I don't think he has a cohesive game plan. And this goes back to England's biggest nemesis. I don't think that players from rival clubs mesh well with each other just based on tactics. You look at Phil Foden, for example, and I think Rooney, Rooney put it best. Um, Phil Foden has been a, a city player since he was 15 years old. It's it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, he's only 23, 22 uh, years old. Martin, but I don't like this narrative anymore. I don't think it's like the old days. I think everyone's boys now. I no, I I totally agree. I'm I'm talking tactically. Like Phil Foden oh. plays a certain certain style of football that is very conducive at Manchester City, but it's not the style of of football that suits the likes of Harry Kane. That suits the like of likes of Marcus Rashford. That suits oh. Gareth South, Southgate's uh, England squad. So if you look at Harry Kane, and he's been pretty fucking shite this entire tournament, but the man hasn't had a single pass played to him in between the lines. He hasn't had a single cross delivered to him from the outside. So I, I do think this conglomerate of players from so many different squads is, is really fucking up um, uh, the, the meshing of the England squad in its entirety. And I, I do think that's going to be the downfall of, of England because they, like you said in the beginning of the podcast, like we said, they have scored two goals. They've uh, drawn one game, 0-0. They do not look like a great team. I would hesitate to call them a good team, but they're getting the job done, which gives me hope. Um, but at this point, I mean, I, I feel like Gareth has to pick a squad and stick with it, especially as we come to the last games of, of the group stages. Yeah, they beat Czech Republic today, but now they're in the knockout stages. Stop doing your squad rotation. Stop experimenting tactics. Now's the time to rock it down. Solid, <laughs> solidify your fucking instructions. And I don't see that coming from Gareth Southgate. Um, on the flip side of things, I do think the defense for England is the best they've had in quite some time, both going forward um, as as well as defending. Plus, they have options um, with Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw. Um, and speaking of Ben Chilwell, oh, man, COVID. So Bobby Gilmore, Chelsea player, caught COVID. Uh, he's in isolation. He'll probably be fine. I hope he's fine. Um, but as a result of that, somehow, some way, Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell 
have to self isolate for the next two weeks, follow the typical uh, Scott or the typical COVID protocol, because they had a 20 minute conversation with him after the match. Yet the entire Scottish squad does not have to do that, which just blows me blows me away because the fucking hypocrisy blows of, me. of that is just ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I, 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 it's just ridiculous that we're we're having one set of rules for one player, another set of rules for another player, and it goes back to my point in in uh, South America in, in the Copa Americas. I mean, obviously, you have to do as much as you can to limit the spread, but there has to be a better way than telling two England players to self-isolate, but not an entire Scottish national team to self-isolate. But hey, that's just me. Roy Keane said it best. Maybe don't talk to a rival player for 20 minutes after the game. Yeah, I think he said that, you know, I don't even talk to my own teammates for more than five minutes or anyone oh, for more than five wife. minutes. He said, oh, wife. yeah. <laughs> I, oh, no, I think he said he doesn't talk to more than anybody for five minutes. And then yeah. someone asked him, like, what about your wife? He said, Never. God's no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Legend. God. Roy Keane. Uh, God. The amount of good and bad uh, male toxicity that man has. <laughs> He's my idol. I love. Dude. <laughs> I I uh, I love Roy Keane so much for all the worst reasons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's see what happens to England. Uh, Croatia also shout out to them in the group. Modric is still very good. He had a sick goal today. Rocket, unreal. Watching it from behind, like how he hit it, just fucking might be. Puskas, Puskas, uh, you know, uh, potential. Um, yeah, and Martin, that's all I had for Euros. Uh, we'll come back, you know, when the group stage, uh, the knockouts start next week. So that, I think that'll be perfect timing to come in, see where everything's sitted, and uh, do the knockout rounds. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have too much else. Anything you want to add about the Euros? Uh, Luka Modric, now that you brought the name, um, is the youngest and oldest goal scorer in the Euros. Fun fact. Oh, that's pretty sick. I, yeah, wow. his goal today made him the oldest scorer in uh, the Euros. Thirty-five days or thirty-five days, thirty-five years and and some days, and he's the youngest at twenty-two years and and some shit as well. So uh, Luka Modric, class from the beginning, class to the end, brother. Oh, I thought that like old North Macedonian guy scored, who's like thirty-seven or something. What's his name? That legend. I thought that was it too, but I, I literally just saw the stat saying Luca was the oldest. So maybe for maybe Croatia. the oldest good player. Uh, I was thinking like probably the oldest for Croatia as a whole, like the youngest maybe, and the oldest. Probably twenty-two seems pretty old for me, so I, I'm not quite sure. Fact yeah. check people. I'm lying. Uh, fucking internet, tell me, tell me. I need to know. Um. Yeah, and I think that'll be Euros, but I I did have one more thing, Martin, uh, before we oh. jump off. I saw a legend of the game leaving a legend of a club, Sergio Ramos, is hmm. now leaving Real Madrid, um, and I feel like no one's talking about it enough. I'm really bummed, and even though that man is the number one villain of the fucking decade <laughs> for a lot of teams... Uh, I love Sergio Ramos. He's probably the best center back of this generation. And um, yeah, it's a uh, kind of bum not to see him uh, at Real Madrid anymore. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see where he goes. 
can't really imagine him going or being any place other than Real Madrid. Um, and I know Manchester United wants to buy him, which is the stupidest shit that I've heard all day. Um, Liverpool also wants to buy him. So if, if we end up with Sergio Ramos in the Prem, that'd be a Big. blast to watch. But I don't want him. For fuck's sakes, I don't want him. But be kind of sick. Get Ramos and Ronaldo at Man U. <laughs> <laughs> We're just the old squad again. We're old La Liga. We're old Real Madrid. <laughs> the old guard. Uh, the old guard returns. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any other soccer stories. So I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you guys um, for everything. Thanks for hanging with us. Hope you're all enjoying the Euros. We'll be back next week. Uh probably for the knockout rounds, see England take on someone from the group F probably and watch them probably get knocked out. So, all right. We love (laughs) you guys. Uh, It's coming home. Remember that. And we'll see you next week. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope. I'll be your love. Be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath. Truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong. I will be faithful. Cause I'm counting on a new beginning.